Hi, everyone. It's your host, India Yarbrough. Welcome back to the It's Your Business podcast. here today with Kristen Stock and Mark DeGroff. Kristen is the program manager for Vallejo Behavioral Healthcare, and Mark is director of Street Reach at the Topeka Rescue Mission. They're here with me in the studio today to talk about a program that was stood up earlier this year to help Topekans who are experiencing homelessness. But this effort also has broader implications when it comes to employment and helping the unhoused get back on their feet. We'll talk about that program and more on today's show. So Kristen, Mark, thank you for being with us. Welcome to the It's Your Business podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you, India. It's great to be here with you. Awesome. Happy to have you on. Um, well, I guess, you know, to start, for those who aren't familiar with uh, Vallejo or the Rescue Mission, uh, could each of you kind of give a, a brief description of, of the work your organization does? Um, well, first I'll say that Vallejo is a Latin word that means to be well. Um, and Vallejo Behavioral Healthcare is the um, local provider for community um, or for mental health services and substance use. Um, recovery for individuals 18 and older in Shawnee County. And we have uh, close to 27 different programs, um, and we employ around 400 individuals. And Mark, what about TRM? Thank you, India. Uh, the Rescue Mission's been around longer than 67 years. Um, it was started to serve the homeless and poor, and uh, that continues to be our mission. Um, we uh, house and has have housed uh, uh, tens of thousands of people uh, over that time. Uh, more than 10 years ago, Street Reach was started because we were simply at capacity. The city of Topeka has given us a variance on fire code, and so that has allowed us to actually offer overnight shelter to people on cots mm-hmm. and put more people in than our buildings would allow per, per fire code. Uh, at our uh, highest, we've had as many as about 335 guests a night. And uh, right now, because of the pandemic and social distancing, uh, our average uh, number of guests is about 150. But um, we just got to the point where we either needed to build a new shelter to house all of the people we had an opportunity to serve or figure out a way to take services right to them. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we started Street Reach, uh, I think, 11 years ago now. So we help everybody in Shawnee County who's either uh, unsheltered homeless or at risk of being homeless. Okay. Gotcha. Well, um, to kick off our conversation today, you know, um, I want to ask you both the question about terminology, first of all. Um, And I know this may seem like a trivial question to some folks, but I'm I'm interested in in the conversation that it might, um, you know, spur. I I was listening to an episode of NPR's Life Kit podcast recently, actually, and um, they were talking about volunteerism. And and the guests they had on um, happened to do work with um, an unhoused population. Um, And and she, she kept using the term unhoused rather than the term homeless. Um, and and she, her reasoning for that is at least how she explained it was that it um, it kind of humanized those experiencing homelessness a little bit and um, focused on on their humanization rather than their uh, misfortune. And so I'm I'm curious what your take on on that you know terminology is. Um, do do you have certain terms that you um, you know prefer in your profession, or there are there certain uh, terms that you know are becoming more acceptable? Uh, you know, w- w- chime in. What do you guys think about that? 
I think we try to lead with uh, people first Mm -hmm. language. And um, I actually learned that um, when I was recruited away from the rescue mission. I've worked for the mission for about 11 years off and on. And for three years, I worked for the Capper Foundation here in town, serving uh, people with disabilities. And I learned how important it was to emphasize the person. Mm-hmm. and not just categorize people. And uh, prior to that, I really hadn't understood that. And so um, I think we try to to use language like people who are homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, what's uh, shocked me is the number of people who um, become homeless for so many different reasons. There mm-hmm. are a million reasons out there for any one person. And I think a statistic now that I read most frequently is uh, it's more than uh, 72% of Americans are one or two missed paychecks away from being homeless themselves. And so um, medical bankruptcies, all kinds of uh, different things. And we've certainly seen that during the pandemic, you know, that uh, if it weren't for the moratorium on evictions, we'd see more and more people homeless right now. Mm -hmm. And so we see a lot of people out there who uh, may or may not have a mental illness, may or may not have an addiction issue, uh, may or may not have um, incredible turbulence in their family, uh, who are becoming homeless or or need some supports of some type. And so our team tries to lead with with phrases and terms like people who are homeless. And absolutely, you're getting it right in (laughs) talking about the person, uh, Mm -hmm. people who are homeless, and especially living unsheltered and on the street, um, are victims of crime. And they feel invisible. So many people refer to them as an invisible population. Mm-hmm. Uh, when one of us passes someone on the street who we think might be homeless, uh, we see all the signs of that. So many of us are uncomfortable with greeting them or even smiling at them. And, and all of us are a little afraid, uh, generally, of what we don't know. And um, so if we're a little uncomfortable or a little afraid, we tend to look the other way, you know, and that's just natural human nature. Mm -hmm. But what that does is um, cause people who are unsheltered or who are are homeless, unhoused, as you referred to them, Mm -hmm. um, to feel like an invisible population. Interesting. Well, Kristen, do you have anything to add to that? Kind of like you said, persons who are or unhoused, we use person with mental illness because mm-hmm. um, we don't want an individual to be their diagnosis. Sure. Um, we do use the word client quite a bit around um, the facility, but mostly um, in the individual, um, in supported employment services, we talk about the person being an employee or a potential employee because that's what we're helping them do is find a job. So mm-hmm. we're not, um, their diagnosis really doesn't play into it too much. Mm-hmm. It's more the barriers that keep them from working, which may be related, but not necessarily who they are. Yeah. So it's really about trying to get at the full picture of who someone is, right? Not right. one circumstance yes. or not letting one circumstance define them. Yes. Absolutely. And our team um, isn't just about trying to recruit people to be uh, to be checking into the mission. Mm-hmm. We certainly have that as one option and one resource for them. Um, once someone checks into the mission, we call them a guest. Uh, we want to treat them just as if we would a guest on our own home. We mm-hmm. want to give them our best, uh, provide them with the best food quality, the best service, um, the best everything that we possibly could, and love on them just like we would a, a dear family member or dear friend who we're hosting in our home. Yeah. Um, so that's important. But in Street Reach, we really want to wrap services around that person uh, as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and help them in any way we can. So we're honored to work with Vallejo and so many other incredible partners in our community. We're very fortunate to live in Topeka and Shawnee County. 
Were you going to try? I was just going to say early intervention is so important in all areas of what we do, <laughs> both in both agencies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in talking about, um, of course, you mentioned the partnership that you guys have to an extent. Um, and it, it, from what I understand, this, um, the, you know, the reason we're, we're here today, the, the uh, mobile trailer, it came about through a partnership, from, from what I understand. Um, I, you know, want to, to talk about that a bit. And of course, this is a mobile shower and laundry trailer where um, the unhoused could, uh, you know, get a hot shower or do a load of laundry and that sort of thing. Um, could you explain how this trailer came to be? You know, what what took, what took did it take to, to stand it up here in Topeka? So uh, a number of folks on a team that uh, Kristen supervises called the Hope Connection Team, and I and some other folks who are on the Homeless Task Force here for Shawnee County, uh, which represents probably 50 different agencies um, that come together to serve folks um, who are uh, poor, or need access to resources or are temporarily unhoused, um, started talking about how can we better serve people who aren't guests of the rescue mission and are maybe coming through town or are maybe chronically homeless and unhoused. And um, so we began brainstorming and, and looking at every possible avenue. Um, then, frankly, from my perspective, um, some of the folks that attend church at St. John AME Church at 7th and Topeka Boulevard called and said, we want to help. How can what, what more can we do? And we started with bug spray. And they said, well, we know that uh, people that are unsheltered you know, may go through an awful lot of that in the summer, but they may not need that more than four months out of the year. So what else mm-hmm. can we do the other eight months? And I said, well, we need to create showers for people. And we looked at building solar showers that would be heated by the sun. And actually, Reesers gave us 55-gallon plastic tubs that they get food product in uh-huh. to make a lot of their macaroni and um, uh, pasta salads and potato salads and things like that. And they recycle them when they're done. And mm-hmm. so they're not worth much per barrel to them. <laughs> and they thought it was the oddest uh, request they'd ever gotten. But um, they donated some. And we looked at making solar showers and building platforms that people could shower underneath that. And um, when we called the city and asked what we would do with the runoff from the showers, we got a hard no. Uh, (laughs) There wasn't any way to make that uh, runoff from the showers go into the sewer system. Mm -hmm. And uh, running that into uh, gutters and the wastewater uh, system or rainwater system, if you will, was not an option. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of felt the hard stop there. And and then um, the Vallejo team had an opportunity to write for a grant. And they added the shower and laundry trailer to a grant they were already writing. And at the very last minute, they pulled all of that together in the most beautiful way. And they absolutely got a yes on that. Mm -hmm. And they deserve every bit of credit. And so Vallejo owns the shower and laundry trailer. And they did a beautiful job writing for the grant. That's awesome. Were you part of that grant writing process? I was not. I came Uh, on board to um, supervise the HOPE team um, probably in June. But from what I understand, we were awarded in September, and then it was up and running by, was it April or May? Of this year, so I, I was looking back at some reporting that we had done, uh, and it came about in early May on yes, on the initiative. Yeah. So I imagine you know the announcement came shortly after it was ready to go. And I think Mark's being really um, modest because I believe you had a hand in you know, it. Was partly your idea well, to, for the trailer. Thank you. It took a lot of us. It takes a village, as yes. they say. Mm-hmm. 
So just to clarify, is this mobile trailer solar powered or is it a different model? So um, the shower trailer is uh, has four different electrical hookups, mm-hmm. and um, it does not have a hot water heater or okay. a hot water tank. It's got an instant-on hot water heater, and so it's incredibly efficient. Um, each shower bay has a sink, a toilet, and a shower in it, and um, all of the um, appliances that are in there are um, extremely efficient, very, very green. Uh, er- for instance, every time you flush the toilet, I think it takes two pints of water mm. or something very, very low like wow. that. And so it's mm-hmm. very, very efficient. And um, these shower and laundry trailers are very specifically purpose-built. Uh, it has a 400-gallon freshwater tank, and so that can add up to quite a few showers, mm-hmm. and a 750-gallon wastewater tank. Okay. Um, the reason they work better than an RV that's retrofitted is typically those have um, gray and black water tanks, and the total capacity on those is about 75 gallons. And so um, to offer more than about five or ten showers in a day you really need to have quite a few more gallons of capacity and this one does Mm -hmm. so there are multiple shower stalls within this one trailer then um and then two Mm -hmm. two shower stalls and then you also have a a washer and dryer on site as well Mm -hmm. yes okay awesome just wanted to be clear about what the amenities were (laughs) um well and you know as far as this this program goes, I mean, you touched about on how it came to Topeka, right? Um, was this inspired by any sort of initiative elsewhere, or was it something that was kind of thought up internally? There are other companies that, or other, uh, excuse me, other cities that are deploying these. Mm-hmm. Um, large, large cities uh, deploy any, any one of a number of these. Frequently, it takes one organization, one nonprofit. Generally, they're very big, mm-hmm. and generally, this is one of the only things that they do for them to successfully do it. Gotcha. It's very, very rare for mm-hmm. communities our size and for communities that have uh, so many other um, things being offered by the organizations that deploy these, like Vallejo and like the Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. uh, to take on an effort like this. So we're very fortunate to have one in Topeka. Yeah, that seems like a, a huge deal. I mean, to have two organizations come together then to make this possible. I do like that our organizations are so forward thinking, though. We're always looking at other how places are doing things in you know other cities that are a lot bigger than our city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that we are always looking at those options and don't let it that we're a small city, keep that from doing those things. So. Yeah. And, and that kind of leads me into um, the uh, the collaboration that we started, Mobile Access Partners. Uh-huh. Um, and Topeka Rescue Mission, frankly, is the small player in that. Uh, we have the fewest number of employees by far, and we're the smallest organization by far. But um, TRM Ministries and Vallejo um, uh, both really started it with the shower and laundry trailer effort, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't very long before we had an amazing opportunity to collaborate with other partners. Stormont Vale is uh, going to bring a primary mobile med clinic, okay. um, and they have what is um, about a 40-foot bus that will have two mobile med exam rooms in it. And so anything that anyone's primary care physician can do in his or her office, they'll be able to do in their bus. And they are going to deploy that. I think they're working with 25 to 30 different churches. And I think that they're going to be in a different location every day of the week. Okay. And so uh, the shower trailer gets deployed um, on a a schedule, and it goes out every Tuesday and Thursday right now. We'd love to expand it Mm -hmm. with expanded staff. Um, but the uh, the Stormont Vale Clinic, when it is uh, done from the manufacturer mm-hmm. and fully staffed, 
um, will come out and deploy with the shower trailer on Thursdays. Okay. And then uh, very recently, um, an organization in town and a Kansas-based manufacturer who builds car hauler trailers, so they're enclosed trailers, um, donated a clothing and supplies trailer. Mm -hmm. And so that's essentially a little bit taller, 20-foot-long enclosed trailer, and that'll have all the brand-new socks, brand-new underwear, clean clothing, sleeping bags, hand warmers in the winter, um, uh, bug spray in the summer, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that in it, everything that we would use on outreach or need to support the shower and laundry trailer effort. And then we had a private donor that came in um, last fall to the rescue mission and uh, donated um, a large amount of money. And food trucks are all the rage now. (laughs) And he wanted to help with a feeding effort in the community. And so we have ordered, and we've not yet received it. It's still being manufactured. But we have a food trailer uh, that is due in hopefully sometime in the next month. Mm -hmm. And we hope to deploy it before mid-October. Uh, that will feed up to 500 hot meals every time it's deployed. Okay. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, it will go out with the shower trailer and the clothing and supplies trailer. And so the effort is really, really growing. I was about to say, it seems like this is just the first piece in a much broader initiative to to really bring um, a variety of services to the community rather than the community coming to various organizations. Um, it, it sounds like you, you guys are doing a lot to, to really go to the people who are most impacted by these issues. Absolutely. And we really are focused on the, the whole health of the person. And so a, as a ministry, you know, we're interested in the whole health of a person, but focus on the, the spiritual health of someone. Um, you know, Vallejo's focusing on the mental health of someone as well as their physical health. Mm-hmm. Stormont Vale's working with, you know, physical health. Uh, we have other partners that have come, Shawnee County Health Department, KDHE, um, Positive Connections, and um, a number of other partners, Grace Med now, mm-hmm. um, that have come in as partners and um, are doing incredible things. And so especially with uh, the pandemic and opportunities to serve people um, with pandemic-specific services. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just growing. And that and the way that we're able to collaborate really is unique. We're getting phone calls every day from um, other nonprofits in other cities, from law enforcement in other cities and other city governments asking what the heck is going on here and, and how it's working. It's pretty and exciting. Can they come in and visit sometime when it's deployed? So Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, and you mentioned, you know, the, this trailer, of course, is traveling to different locations um, and popping up at, at different churches. Uh, could you explain how how you determine where to place the trailer? I mean, I, I imagine it has to do with maybe targeting certain areas of the city who you think may be most benefited by this. I mean, how do you decide uh, kind of the, the rotation or the schedule for, for this one trailer? Well, it starts with um, Topeka Rescue Mission had uh, the relationships with the churches and so that we decided that was a good place to start mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how we decided the rotation I think it just kind of <laughs> randomly <laughs> happened but. so many of our churches do a beautiful job of feeding people uh, in the community whether their partner is harvesters or operation food secure through the mission when that was operational or you know any one of a number of other efforts family of God church is one of our partners for instance and um, they do a huge amount of work and that's all their own initiative and so a lot of the schedule was determined by how do we avoid your busiest days mm-hmm. and another part of this was that we knew this would be very volunteer dependent and um, we've tracked very carefully but I believe it's somewhere between 70 and 80 percent of our labor uh, has been all volunteers 
okay. the shower and laundry trailer. So um, the Leo team and the rescue mission team have certainly put in a lot of hours, um, mm-hmm. but we could not open the doors and keep this thing operational without tremendous volunteer support. And we knew that we would get a lot of volunteer support by working with churches. Um, we weren't limited to churches. We picked churches that were representative of every zip code. Okay. And so I think we're in every zip code in the community, and we were very strategic geographically. We also wanted to lay out our locations close to known homeless camps, mm-hmm. on bus routes, and in places where we would be visible and be able to um, really serve our target market. Um, Bill Persinger, the CEO of Leo, has uh, frequently said, we want to get in the way of people. Mm-hmm. We want people who don't yet know of this service to to bump into it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our goals going in was to meet at least one new person who none of our outreach teams had ever met before on every shift and there are some days when we've met as many as 10 or 12 people who we've never met before Mm -hmm. um, because they need our help and that's what we're here for we want to help them we are looking at other locations now and uh, the biggest priority is access to electric and Mm -hmm. water Uh, but we can use a generator and we can fill the freshwater tank before we deploy if we need to. Um, really, the bottom line is, do they have enough parking space that's reasonably flat in a parking lot so that we can get all these different pieces of equipment parked and level enough that people can mm-hmm. get a shower or get the kind of health care or, or access to food or, or whatnot? So it sounds like theoretically, if, if a business were interested in kind of hosting the trailer, they could reach out to you guys and, and set that up? Is that yeah, absolutely. It could be a, a city parking lot. It could be um, we've talked about potentially at a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about a number of different locations. And uh, it just happened to be that we had relationships with churches mm-hmm. all over town. But we really are out um, west. We really are out southwest. We're southeast. Um, we're uh, northeast and we're north and we're in central Topeka. So we cover the whole the whole city. And how many about how many churches are involved in this effort currently? Right now there are seven. Um, It's on a six-week rotating schedule, and one of our church partners could only do Saturdays. Okay. And um, the the church that they work with that week takes Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. So we're out um, at the same church on a Tuesday and then again on a Thursday, and then we rotate to the next one in the schedule the next week. Okay. And one Saturday every six weeks we're um, out and serving. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and how popular has the trailer been so far? I mean, how many people are you seeing on a weekly basis? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) But I wanted to reiterate what Mark said about volunteers because we absolutely cannot function without volunteers. And so far, we've put in 762 volunteer hours since Mm -hmm. this has started. Um, And we've served just a a couple months ago. So, I mean, that's a lot for just a couple months. And 407 individuals have um, we've served with the map. Wow. So over 400 people have have taken advantage of of this trailer so far. 362 showers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's pretty amazing. Are are you guys ever on the ground? I mean, at the trailer, kind of assisting people as they come up? Is is that part of your job? Yeah. It's not part of my job, but I love to go out and see what's Mm -hmm. going on. And I've I've, um, volunteered a time or two um, just to see how it all worked. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. Um, They have it. Jenny Falk, who's there, um, runs that place like <laughs> no one else could. And she mm-hmm. really has it down to a science. So, um, yeah, they, it's works really efficiently. Um, handing out the clothes to people so that they can go and take their shower. Um, we we'll also have someone there once a week to 
get them engaged in case they need other services, um, which is going to be more of um, what we're looking at for Vallejo, at least while we're there, mm -hmm. because we want to be able to offer more supports for people. Well, and with the volunteers, um, you know, what exactly are they doing on site? They're helping sign people in, um, getting them, pointing them to the supplies that they might need. Okay. Um, finding out if they need food or um, are going to need clothes. Did they have laundry done the week before so we can get the laundry that was done and brought back for the next week? Because that's gotcha. how that works. Okay. Um, you think of other things volunteers do? They um, clean the showers. Okay. So the the clower, the excuse me, the um, the bathrooms and showers, they're all clean between each use. And so COVID or not, pandemic or not, they'll all be clean. They're the cleanest bathrooms and showers in town. <laughs> yeah. And um, and we have volunteers who are amazing. I mean, like they, they came and they went through about a 15-minute training and just hit the ground running. And, I mean, they're they're just their motors mm -hmm. internally. Um, sometimes uh, Coach Self at KU and other well-known basketball coaches um, talk about their best rebounders have fast motors, mm -hmm. you know, internally. And and the people that clean our showers, they their motors must be running 9 million miles an hour because <laughs> um, they're just looking for that person to get done. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we also have people that are greeters. Uh, we have people that are helping with transportation to and from camps. Okay. Um, and so we'll actually go out uh, with a volunteer. Uh, and uh, oftentimes it's a member of the Hope Connection team or a member of the Street Reach team. And, and because those are people who um, people that we're serving know. And we don't want someone, when we pull up to a street corner and ask if they'd like a shower, to just say, hmm, I don't know who you are, you mm -hmm. know. And um, we want them to know, oh, that's safe. We know that person. We know what they're, they're about. And, um, but we have a lot of volunteers who help with that. And so that's huge as well. Mm -hmm. um, we would be remiss to not mention our laundry partners. Okay. The uh, washing machine and dryer that are on site we use uh, to do the towels. So as people come out of the shower, uh, the dirty towels and dirty washcloths are thrown into a bin. And when we get enough, we do a load of those right there and then dry them. And that's incredible because that takes better care of our towels. We'll have to replace those uh, far less frequently by laundering them immediately and not even letting them set 24 hours. Um, the amount and volume of laundry that comes in would overwhelm our, our one washer and dryer set. Mm -hmm. And um, so Hygienic Cleaners on Tuesdays takes all the laundry and Scotch Fabric Care on Thursdays takes all the laundry that come in. And in their family laundry programs, they do that laundry at no cost to the person served and no cost to the rescue mission or Vallejo. Wow. And they turn it around. So if you or I drop laundry off with them, if it's a rush, they might be able to get it for us the next day, definitely two days. You know, if it's not a rush and we're paying customers probably three days, um, they turn that laundry in a week or less. Wow. And again, absolutely at no cost. So another great example of a partnership that's making this all possible, right? Incredible. <laughs> we couldn't do it without hygienic and scotch mm -hmm. fabric care. Awesome. Well, of course, you know, this is a business podcast, so I, I wanted to ask you guys about some of the, uh, you know, broader implications of having this sort of program. Um, and, and one of those implications being employment, right? And, and potentially getting people um, back on their feet, you know, back out into the workforce in some way. Um, you know, how how might this trailer sort of be the the first step in that direction toward getting someone um, into into a better position and a better quality of life. Uh, can you speak to that? Yeah. Um, you know, right now, of course, everybody knows there's a big need for people looking for employees. 
and people trying to find jobs, getting transitioning from not having worked. Um, so you throw those on into the mix of the individuals we already have that aren't working and are homeless. Uh, but I do know um, currently of a couple of individuals that have found work but are, are unhoused, and their biggest concern is, will I lose my job because I haven't been able to take a shower? Mm. And so letting them know the resources available so that they can um, continue to go to work, um, save up the money for some place to live so that they can eventually have a place to take a shower. So um, that makes a big difference. And I imagine someone. the laundry component is huge too, making you sure, ha- sure you have fresh clothes for the work day, for the work week. Yes, so that if they have a uniform that's washed mm-hmm. for them to come to work and, and have that dignity of being clean mm-hmm. with, along with their other coworkers that are possibly able to take those showers as often as they want. So yeah, um, working in employment for almost uh, 20 years now, um, we really focus on the individualized employment for people. So something that they feel pride in doing that they want to do because people aren't going to be successful in a job if they're some, not something they want, like or want to do. Sure. Um, and I think the broader implications of our trailer is that we give them something less to worry about that they can start to focus on what is it that I want to do for employment. Um, this is something less I have to worry about, um, keeping staying clean. And um, maybe now I can look for a place to live. I can look for a job. I can. So it, I think it gives them hope that there's more possible for them. Yeah. Well, Mark, do you have anything to add to that as well from, from your side of the, the issue? N- not a thing. I um, wholeheartedly agree. And Kristen's the employment expert here. So um, I will share one story that I heard just last week that was incredible. Uh, someone who we serve, and I won't mention his real name, but his street name is the mayor. Mm-hmm. And it's not Michelle de Lisa. <laughs> um, it's a he. And uh, he's actually a dear friend. Um, came to the shower trailer, and he's been a number of times now. And um, he has just been wonderful to work with and develop a relationship with over the years. And I think he's going to be our peer advisor to the mobile access partners and uh, give us his perspective and help us evaluate, you know, how are we doing? And we're always self-evaluating and saying, how can we do better? And because we really want this to be best in class and best in the country uh, for the people we're serving just right here in Topeka. Um, So he showed up and he said, uh, I am so grateful that you all are here today and that I can take a shower. And I won't mention the organization that he's going to work for, but it's one of the homeless task force partners. Mm-hmm. And they do incredible work here in town. And he said, I just got a paid job there. And I start this afternoon in about an hour after I'm going to be done with my shower. And I was so excited to be able to come here and take a shower and have clean clothes for my first day of work. And I thought, that's incredible. That's that's what we want to be all about. We want to be about helping people take steps forward in their lives, um, finding work, becoming housed, you know, so many different opportunities to help them take steps forward. Kristen's team does a beautiful job of that. Mm-hmm. And, and this shower uh, trailer, I think, really helps take out one of the biggest barriers. And that's just hygiene. And, and one of the other biggest barriers is just having a little dignity mm-hmm. and um, just a, you know, a little bit of uh, an ounce of self-worth mm-hmm. and um, you know, kind of beginning to develop uh, the insides that say, hey, maybe I could go do something productive. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 
that's a, that is an incredible story, first of all. And I, I think this is also, you know, a great example of what we take for granted, right? I mean, we take for granted mm-hmm. being able to hop in the shower in the morning before you go to work or having a clean pair of clothes. And um, it's 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 really neat to see that, you know, in in many cases here, in, in over 400 cases, right, <laughs> when, you, when you're able to meet the basic necessities, then it really does open the doors for, um, for so many possibilities and opportunities beyond that, whether it be gaining employment or giving back to the community. I mean, like this, like the mayor is doing, not Mayor Michelle <laughs> Daly's love, but, but, um, but I mean, he's, because he's, he's in a more, in a, more confident space and in a better place now uh you know he is able to turn around and contribute meaningfully to to topeka and and kind of pay it forward (laughs) that is neat and i know people who are unhoused um a lot of time get the well just go find a job um Hmm. thing um shouted to them or said to them or or Mm -hmm. however it's presented to them uh and people you know, you think that's a simple solution, but they don't realize all the barriers are there for some individuals. They mm-hmm. don't have a bus pass or they don't have an ID. And um, and even if they could walk to where they're going, they don't maybe don't have the shoes that they need to get there that would, um, it just, it's, it's overwhelming some, for people. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a big first step and you have a lot of support there in one place and they start to see that hope that it's possible uh, to work. Um, and yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I, as far as you mentioned volunteers earlier, are you guys in need of more volunteers? And if so, oh, yeah. <laughs> how might folks get in touch with you if that's something they're interested in? Um, they can contact uh, Vallejo. Amy Copasti is our um, corporate development, and she would uh, be able to take the information for them to get in touch with us for employee um, volunteers for, their, for, for the map trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And and we're always looking for volunteers and, and uh, happy to collaborate to, to sign more folks up who are interested as well. Kim Turley is our volunteer director and uh, our public relations director as well. And um, her email address is kturley. Um, so it's uh, the letter K and then T-U-R-L-E-Y at trmonline.org. And um, so, yeah, e- either Either way would be absolutely fantastic, and we're always looking for more volunteers. And and actually, with expanded staff, we would love to expand the hours um, and the days that we're able to to deploy the shower. So Mm -hmm. we'd love to have it out more than two days a week. Uh, And as soon as we have the staff to do that, I think it'd be really fun to do that. So that's awesome. I'll give Amy's um, email also. It's a c o p p h a s t y at vallejotopeka.org. Okay, so there you have it. Yeah. If you are interested, if you're out there interested in getting or interested in getting in touch with them to volunteer, um, either for the the mobile trailer or just in general with either of their um, efforts, uh, you have the emails as well as donations. For, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Kristen, Mark, that about wraps up our conversation today. I'm wondering if there's anything else we have, haven't touched on yet that you wanted to to talk about, or um, anything else you want the folks listening at home to know. I would just say uh, I've only missed a few days um, when the shower trailer has been deployed um, when I've been out of state or or just not available one particular day. But I've had the privilege of being there a lot of days. And um, I would encourage your listeners to think about how incredible you feel when you step out of a shower and how rejuvenated and refreshed 
And um, that's what we get to see over and over again. You see people, and in some cases, they haven't had a shower in months who we serve. And uh, they step into that shower. And um, and the interesting thing, to keep the shower uh, operational and to keep the line moving so we can help as many people as possible, we've asked people to limit their showers to 20 minutes or less uh, because it takes about 10 minutes to clean it between use. Uh, the chemicals that we use kill 99% of what they touch mm -hmm. if they're sprayed on and left on for five minutes or more. You don't even have to wipe them off for them to do that. And so it takes about about six to eight minutes to clean a shower between use and so it's about a half an hour for a shower total and what i've noticed is that people will come and they will sign up and get in line and if someone has a bus to catch or an appointment or something else so many people who are unsheltered homeless have been so good to each other you take my spot you go in front of me or if there's somebody in line they're in and out in five minutes if I hadn't had a shower in three months, I'll guarantee you I would be in that shower as long as I could be and probably scrubbing and taking five showers worth of showers mm -hmm. in, you know, in one time. But um, people have been so considerate to each other and so grateful. And when we see people stepping out of the shower in their brand new socks, brand new underwear, clean clothes, and they've had a shower. They smell good. They had all the toiletries they need. So they're wearing deodorant again now and everything else. They look like they're about a foot taller mm. than they looked when they walked in. Mm -hmm. And that is a real gift. And so if people are thinking about volunteering in some way in the community, there was a study done a number of years ago. And um, they took a group of people who all graduated from high school together and they separated them into people who volunteer and people who don't, uh, into two groups. And they noticed that the people who volunteered lived on average about three and a half years longer. And they dove into that study a little further and they said, why do you volunteer? And the real key was you had to volunteer with the heart of a servant. You couldn't volunteer to get anything out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, we see people who come and selfishly or selflessly give, excuse me, selflessly give with the heart of a servant and volunteer over and over again. And that's amazing what we get out of that experience being there when you come with the heart of a servant and truly humbly want to help somebody get access to a restroom or get a shower is amazing because it does change people's lives and the gratitude and the way they they look the way they carry themselves when they're walking out of there. You know, they can set the world on fire. And you never know. You know, you might be offering somebody a shower who goes on and, and does amazing things for our community, mm -hmm. serves the public. You, we might have um, the next mayor, you know, stepping out of the shower, the next mayor for real who's elected <laughs> and running our city. You know, you just never know what they're going to do. And so that's a real blessing. Absolutely. Well, Kristen, any final thoughts from you? Yes, I would like to talk a little bit more about Vallejo. That um, I do. I would do want people to know because you hear a lot about Vallejo, and people get confused between our mental health services and our recovery, alcohol and recovery services, mm -hmm. uh, and and not knowing, you know, what they what to expect if they go to Vallejo. And so, when people come to Vallejo and go through what we call an intake they can ask for the one service maybe that they're interested in. They don't have to receive um, medication or case management. They can say, I just want to check out the employment program. And so while they're in that intake, they shouldn't, shouldn't be afraid to ask for, you know, 
what do you have available? Here's what I need. And um, to looking for the services that they need for, for wellness. We have people that maybe receive services, some services outside of Vallejo, and then services with us. And so it doesn't have to all come from Vallejo. We just want to give uh, the sports individuals need there. Awesome. Well, Kristen, Mark, it's been a great conversation, and I really want to uh, thank you both for being with us today and for you know letting our listeners know about this mobile trailer initiative and, and the great work that uh, Vallejo and the Rescue Mission are doing. So thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. We drop new episodes of It's Your Business every other week, so be sure to check back here for the latest. As always, if you have any suggestions about what you'd like to hear, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at IA Yarbor, that's at I-A-Y-A-R-B-O-R, or you can look me up at cgonline.com and shoot me an email. I'll catch you next time, and don't forget, it's your business, Topeka. Topeka.